It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday, 5 o'clock. Here on Fan Run Radio, congratulations. You have made it. Another weekend is here, and it is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. We'll break it down for the next hour with you. First, we send things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Marcus Young standing by the top five five. Marcus? Thank you, Russell. At number one, we've got big basketball coming in tomorrow at noon on ESPN as the number five Tennessee Volunteers will take on the University of Kentucky. The game will take place at Thompson Bowling Arena. Currently, Tennessee sits at 14-2, 2-0, or 3-0 in SEC play. And they are 10-1 at home. Mm. Forgot yeah. about that Vandy game. Do what now? 10-1 at home? Yes. Well, according to this, it says they are, uh, when it comes to home games, they're 10-1 is what it says. When? What do you mean when? Like they're... Their home record. That's what. No, we we haven't lost at home since. Um, what what what's the streak up to, Bear? Like um, over twenty games. I mean, we maybe over thirty right now. Um, yeah, big big game for Tennessee. Chris Lofton's number going up into the rafters and everything. Uh, got to keep this season rolling here. I mean, you're going to lose another game at some point. You're gonna you're gonna have a hiccup along the way. It can't be tomorrow. It just can't, man. Got to go out there and get it done. At number two, we have NFL games coming up this weekend. As the wild card sets up, we have Seattle versus San Francisco on Saturday, including L.A. Chargers and Jacksonville Saturday night. And on Sunday, we have three games. We have Miami versus Buffalo, the Giants versus Minnesota, and Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Bear, do you have a playoff game that you're particularly interested in watching this weekend? Uh, I mean, not not really. I mean, this weekend I, I just watch all of them. My favorite weekend is next next weekend divisional. The divisional round, but um, the thing that's going to be odd to me is that uh, that that weird Monday night playoff game. No, oh, I love it. That's the one that w- was the Bills Chiefs. Was that Monday night? It was a night game. Was it Sunday or Monday night last year, Marcus? I, it might have been Sunday night. I think they did. It feels like a Sunday night to me. It might have been Monday. I mean, that w- that was just a classic. It felt like everybody was watching that. It was just a, you know, haymakers being thrown back and forth. You had the controversial overtime ending, which I think that uh, they changed the rules for, uh, starting this year. So. Should be a fun one. At number three, we have news for that Sean McVay has told the Los Angeles Rams that he will still be there as their head coach and the team and then announced on Friday. Obviously, uh, the decision comes days after McVay said in the end-of-season news conference that he'd be taking the appropriate time to make a decision on his future to figure out the best way to continue to move forward in the right way to be the best coach he can possibly be. The Rams are coming off a 5-12 and season, McVay's worst losing campaign since he was hired in L.A. Yeah, he's he is 
football guy. He, I don't see that guy stepping away from the game and spending a year playing golf and being on TV and stuff like that. He was, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, I, well, their offensive coordinator is coming back to Kentucky. So I guess he's, he fills that role, but they'll get Stafford back. And I would say if they can keep him upright, be right back in the thick of things next year. Really hurts them that they they traded away a lot of their future because when you have a season like this, you can't fill in some of those positions with younger, cheaper, and more talented players. Um, but we'll see. Uh, number four, the Padres Juan Soto has reached a twenty three million dollar deal to avoid arbitration. They agreed to a to one avoid what to a one year deal to avoid arbitration. Or arbitration. Arbitration. Uh, arbit- Ar- talking I, about trees? or Yeah, yeah I was talking about, yeah. <laughs> okay. Does that mean Are word? We, uh, arbitration. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, anyway. One year for $23 million. I'd take that any day. I mean, that, that is Marcus Young kind of money right there. Well, if I could pronounce words right, I might get a raise and make it $24 million. And finally, at number five, a uh, the Dallas Zoo has announced that they are closed today due to a serious situation, as they put on Twitter. Uh, they have a missing clouded leopard. Oh, that is not good. The Dallas Zoo closed Friday because of a, quote, serious situation that involved a clouded leopard. The zoo said it issued a code blue at 10.20 a.m. Adding is this the- like a full-grown full wild cat? Uh, four um, years old, so it's a. It's, uh, it's not like I mean we're not talking about like a tiger or a lion. It's probably about the. I looked it up earlier. It's the size of like a large dog. Um, they're uh, apparently somewhat shy. They think it's just hiding somewhere in the zoo. Oh, uh, so. So it's not a terribly dangerous situation well i mean it is a a wild animal but it, it's it, it's not like a full-grown bengal tiger we're uh, i was talking with uh the other animal expert here at fan run cam black uh before the show it's it's not like we're talking about like a full-grown bengal tiger or a polar bear or a, you know like a predator uh i mean this thing's probably this thing probably wouldn't attack unless you cornered it and came after it so um I don't want to find out. No. Uh, they think it's probably up in a tree somewhere, somewhere in the zoo, hiding. So uh, I feel like they uh, kind of need to uh, go over their, uh, their their security policies personally. How does a clotted leopard get out? It's a beautiful animal, too. It's always scary, man, when dangerous animal like that gets loose at the zoo. What, what was it a couple of years ago? There was some zoo in Ohio where everything got out, right? Oh, there were just like tigers and lions and bears. Oh my, just roaming the streets. I don't quite remember that, but you you don't want that in an urban setting. Now, no doubt, uh, that's why we've talked about it on air before. Um, it, it, I don't think I don't think Marcus would. So, all right, Marcus, mm-hmm. question time. Where can you find the most tigers on the planet? Probably India. You would think so, wouldn't you? And you right? would be one of the top choices for me. Yeah. You know where it is? Las Vegas. Nope. Oh. Texas. That's because those people down there want to own every kind of animal possible. So, 
Remember that last? Uh, it was like within the past year, Russell. There's that video of a full-grown tiger walking down a neighborhood street. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do if you're over at Stately Smith Manor and look out the window and it's like a nine-foot Bengal tiger just walking I mean, down as, the street? As long as that, I'm looking out the window and there's no way it can get in. I, I guess I'm just calling the proper authorities and and staying. I mean, who would you staying call until it's captured? But I can you like imagine you... like being out on a you know evening stroll or something like that and coming across something? Oh, and just coming across something? Yeah. I'm trying to think the biggest. The, I mean, for me, the, the craziest animal I've ever come across was just like a uh, probably a uh, a chow dog or a pit bull. It was a, wasn't very friendly, but I could not imagine like a 600-pound wild prey, you no. know, like a cat. They so. need to be in captivity. In this country, anyway. Other countries do whatever they want. America, we don't need... We got enough bears and snakes and whatnot out there. We don't need killer cats Hmm. on the loose. Thank you, Marcus. Top 5 at 5 brought to you this afternoon by National Law Rex out here in Farragut. CBD products available here from Ananda Professional. These are the highest quality CBD products on the market. There's a lot of jokers, a lot of posers out there selling... Uh, not very good stuff in not very good places. And uh, that is not what we have here at National Law Rex. If you are a fan-run radio listener and you want to sample the Ananda Professional, uh, go to nationallawrex.com. I'm not going to ask you to memorize the phone number here, but uh, find the phone number there and then call in and say, hey, I listened to the drive and I heard Russell talking about the Ananda Professional CBD. Uh, walk me through it. What do you have? Because they've got a bunch of different products here. Uh, sleep, AIDS, uh, um, you know, pain relievers, things like that, of uh, different strengths and application and all that kind of stuff. And they can walk you through it, and then they can fill out an order and mail it to you. You don't even have to be here in Knoxville. So we got a lot of listeners in Nashville and Atlanta and the western part of the state, all over the country. You can go to nationallawrex.com, find the phone number, call down here, uh, let them know you listen to the drive, and uh, order some Ananda Professional CBD products from East Tennessee's locally owned and operated, veteran owned and operated pharmacy. We are with you here for the next 50 minutes, breaking things down. We've got Tennessee and Kentucky tomorrow. We've got voluntary reaction as soon as it's over. We have Tennessee quarterback uh, Tyreek Jackson going in, Tyreek um, Taven Jackson going into the portal today, creating a little bit of a roster situation for Josh Heupel to manage. If you've got thoughts on that, give us a shout, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 546-8200. And we go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. ZR is next. Good afternoon, ZR. What's going on, guys? Hey, ZR. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I think we have the Joe Biden flu going on. That doesn't sound good. It's not good. Trust me. Guys, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh, he's a pretty good coach. Would you not agree? I would agree. In a way, uh, if if we hired Jim Harbaugh here and then we'd have Rick Vitale, we'd have two two coaches that can't win anything big. Would you not agree with that? Did you say Rick Vitello? Well, yeah. ZR. 
I mean, you had we the, got two coaches over there that can't win anything in the big games. Would you not agree? No, I would not agree. And you, you, sir, are the reigning champion, the twenty twenty two. The twenty, wow. the twenty twenty two, somebody's blowed away. Worst call of the year, ZR. Worst yeah, call yeah. of the year. It's it's never, you know, worst call of the year so far here on on the drive. That will that just. <laughs> well, I mean, he won it's, it last year. That's what I was talking about. Well, you won the SEC tournament in in both sports. Here's what gets me about the the negative Nancys out there, the nattering nabobs of negativity, as Coach Majors used to say. Is like those aren't big games to them, though, right? The SEC tournament aren't big games. The big games are only the ones you lose. But we don't have to dwell on that. I I think he is in a very distinct minority that we can be thankful not to be a part of. Andy on Twitter says, Russ, I think this fan base needs to stop having Having fears of Kentucky. We have a coach that competes on a level playing field with some would say less talent. As a Vol fan, make any Kentucky fan that dares come to Thompson Bowling uncomfortable as possible. I'm not saying go full bear on them and dump soda on people, but make them never want to come back. I never I dump soda on a fan. Kentucky fans, and every one of them got a barrel meme sent to them and told that's what is getting set to happen to them tomorrow. Stop living in fear, Vol fans, of the powers of the thing up high when we have a deacon doing God's work, GBO. I never dumped a Coke on a fan. I accidentally, may or may not have knocked a full Coke off a ledge at Stokely on the Dale Brown. Yeah, Andy. Get your facts straight and come back and see me. It's interesting, though. I, I get that DM, and then somebody else, uh, David, says, I absolutely hate being a big favorite versus Kentucky, especially at home. i much rather be the underdog versus the Cats in Knoxville. Hmm. I'm getting see, nervous I'm, about tonight, tomorrow, man. My stomach's starting to churn, Russ. I'm not. I'm not. We we I got to develop some confidence at some point, I man. Hate him. You, you, it, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness, right? You got cocky going into that South Carolina game. This is just confidence. We're the better basketball team than Kentucky. You're not as good as Tennessee. Not even close. We're not as well coached. Not as well coached. We're playing at home. What are the Dave Bar two? The three factors: one, who has the better players; two, who has the better coach; three, where's the game being played. All of those factors play into Tennessee's favor. All three. So, hmm. I think it's just a matter of going out there and and, and performing, man. I, I'm not expecting, again, I'm not expecting a 30-point beatdown like we saw against South Carolina last week. I'm expecting kind of what we saw against Vanderbilt the other night. I think that Tennessee just goes out there and grinds these dudes up. I mean, it might be, it might be frustrating for the first half or so. Sure. But over the course of 40 minutes, I think Tennessee will impose their will on them. And this Kentucky team, they're just in they're in disarray right now. I don't think the players like Toshibwe. I don't think they like their coach. And I don't think they've got enough good players. So 
Yeah, now one thing was interesting, and um, one of the things I read this morning, I read so much about so many breakdowns about the game, um, that if Toshiway doesn't come out from the paint and play defense, which is kind of the knock on him and why he didn't go to the NBA last year, he just he just sits in the paint, um, we'll eat them alive. Whoever he's checking, whether it be who, who's he's going to be checking who Adu or uh, on Toshiboy? Yeah, I mean I, I'm sure they'll rotate. It would probably be Urosh to start with. But the thing I'm interested in seeing is do we play more small ball because that seems to be what Kentucky struggles with. So I, I could see I could see uh, Kamwa going up against him a lot with oh Triple yeah J yeah four. Uh, that's that's one I couldn't remember. They they that was who they specifically mentioned. They said if he's you know responsible for guarding Camwa and and he does his what he's been doing of late, where he doesn't really like playing perimeter defense, Camwa eat him alive. Uh, especially you know as good I, as he's stroking it right now. Five things I want to see. You know what uh, number one is? Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Me and Marcus talked about this. We want. We feel like you should do five things on Friday during basketball season, Russell. Yeah. We can revisit that, but you know what the number one thing I want to see tomorrow is? What's that? Three really hard fouls out of Urosh. On who? Toshibwe? Yes. Not not technical, just... Just good, clean, hard basketball. Just hammer jobs. Yeah. Just well-placed elbow, back of the skull, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing him putting some uh, Savion, whatever his name is, Wheeler, about five rows up in the stands. That guy's not good, is he? No, I, I mean, I, I just want to see Urosh playing his role. And it, we hadn't talked about it, but he had a good game the other night, man. He, he may have had his best just, game as a volunteer, dude. Not just with the hard fouls, but, I mean, he's scoring on the block. He's flipping it up there, putting it in. You think Barnes uh, – I did see something about that. I, I want to go back. I've got it bookmarked. Apparently somebody asked him. I can't remember which reporter it was. I don't know if it was one of the RTI guys or – or or who we've got so many, but basically after you know when Barnes yanked him out of that game, when he Barnes got really upset with him, and Barnes had every right to be, we all were mad at him. He was playing like a complete idiot and hurting us. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's he's come back and and been a lot more locked in and focused. And uh, I mean, if he can continue this. Like he played the other night. If he can consistently do that the other night, night in and night out, I really think that we're going to get to the we can get to the elite eight and dare I say, the final four. Wow! All right, well, stay with us. We got to take a quick break right here. The drive continues. Fan Run Radio back with more right after this. Welcome back. The docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer. The Car Wreck Pro attorneys, NFL Hall of Fame linebacker Brian Erlacher is suing a Houston-based hair transplant company for allegedly using his likeness without his permission. Don't blame him. Lawsuit filed back in October reports the Chicago Sun-Times as Erlacher claimed Houston Hair Transplant Center used his own personal story regarding a hair transplant on their website, making it look like he used their services. Isn't he like a really famous bald dude? Yeah, but I think he got the transplant thing, the plugs. Did he? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks good. wonder how much it costs. It looks kind of like you, I got to say. Really? Good-looking yeah. good SOB, huh? I don't go that far, but I mean, he hey. does have hair. Like he's, I, I, you know, I'm just saying, Bear, uh, I think we ought to look into this. Maybe get you some sort of endorsement deal. Dude, he looks a lot better without hair. What are you talking about? I'm looking at it right now. What do you think, Marcus? Look up Brian Urlacher. I think we need to get oh, Bear an endorsement deal. I've seen how he looks. I, I, think he, I think he rocks the hair. Baldy just looks like a thumb. He looks like a. Did you? Uh, it's what funny. Did you say, Marcus? He, he looks, looks like, like a thumb. thumb. Yeah, Bet you won't say that to his face. Uh, excuse me, Mister Erlacher. Uh, you kind of look like a thumb. What, bear? Oh, does I bear can't look now because like he's got hair? <clears throat> I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one. If you're gonna try. Uh, to... Yeah, you might want to since we're alone in this studio and he's 15 miles away and can't save you. Well, I got Jake. Thumb or a big Jake toe? Jake won't be able to stop me. Big toe, Sergeant Hulka. Speaking of Erlacher, we'll, we'll get back to your thing just real quick. Have you seen that story where he like, oh, God, what's the uh, Baz Rutan? Is that how I'm saying Am I saying the guy's name right? Yeah, Baz Rutan. Baz Rutan accidentally spilled a, a drink. They were at some place on Erlacher, and Erlacher didn't, rec didn't know who he was or recognize him and was like basically – Inviting him to go outside, and apparently Bazarutin was looking at his buddy. He's like, "Is this guy serious?" He's like, "Yeah, well, you don't want to do that." That would have gone well for no. He, he kept he kept telling Erlocker, "You don't you don't want to do this, bro." And then finally, somebody with Erlocker's group looked over and recognized him, and went over and grabbed him. And he said, "Erlocker became very friendly very quickly, and all was <laughs> forgiven." You might play football, but you aren't Bazarutin. That boss rooting was bad, man. He, he used to dress like a wrestler back with the big knee pads and everything back in the uh, old pride days. He's uh, he's what we would call in my neighborhood an ass-kicking machine, Russ. All out of bubble gum. So he sued yeah, him Ur for using Ur his... Locker had a uh, procedure done in January of 2016. After being a bald for his entire NFL career, he came out a couple of years ago with a full head of hair. Yeah, but it's it still, I mean, he went from being bald to, I mean, like his hairline's kind of like zigzag. It's, it's, I think it's strange looking. Like to me, it looks like he's got on a, a toupee. No. I mean, go, the, the, I'm looking at his website, restorehair.com. He says he's tackling balding, but I mean, it, it looks like I looked like about 15 years ago when it was receding or, you know, retreating faster than the French with the Germans coming at him. Well, you don't want to, I mean, look, you, you don't want to be a 45 year old man and have, you know, just a straight hairline. Like everybody's goes back. Like mine goes back a if little I'm bit. I'm going through all little... this. I want to, you know, I want to like a full on head of like heavy metal head banging long hair. Speaking of which, Kirk Hammett had that done. He was bald. Yeah, he had very thin, long hair. That was not a good look for him. Huh? You got it fixed. You rich and get hair. It's just <laughs> the pain part. Hair. Have you seen how they do it? The the plugs and all that. 
I've, I've heard it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch. It doesn't look like it would be fun to have done. I've well, had a I lot mean, of stitches and staples in my head over the years, and I'm telling you, man, it, it's not fun. It hurts really well, bad. It's like any you you got to look at it like any other elective surgery where you're fixing a problem. And, yeah, it's probably going to be uncomfortable when you when you come out of the anesthesia. I'm assuming that you go under while they do this, and you're going to come out, and you're going to be a little groggy and a little sore for a week or so. But guess what? After that, your problem is going to be solved. You're going to have hair. Yeah, but how long are you going to have to walk around with those plugs? And it's going to be obvious to everybody. And it's not. I don't think you can wear, like, a hat over it or anything. I think you just want me to do it so you can rag me about it. No, I, I want – just want you to be happy. I'm happier than a pig in slop. I don't care. Only yeah, thing I, the only like, thing that bothers me is my head gets cold. Well, th- I mean, think about how much happier it is. This is a problem that won't exist anymore. Well, I just wear a toboggan or a hat or a bandana over my head. They've you got a whole thing. Guy, I, I'm a class that guy six. wearing your hat inside? Hmm? You would be that guy wearing your hat inside? It depends on where I go. I don't go, normally uh, have Tony Soprano asking you to remove your hat. They don't sell cheeseburgers here, buddy. I mean, do you know me to go to a lot of fancy restaurants or us? <laughs> I'm I'm class six though. They've got class different six. class six and balding. I mean, me, Reed. I would say Cress was probably like a class four, maybe a class doing? five. What are you doing? Well, there's different classes. Crest might have been class three. You've got like a, you've got like thick, luxurious hair. Pretty beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like not my style. He looks Brian Urlacher looks like an accountant now. I mean, before he looked like one of the baddest men in the NFL with that crazy looking bald head. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this, Russ, so you can see what I'm talking about. Everybody else, just go to Restore.com. You can see the before and after of Erlacher. Right. I, I just that don't think it's a very, a, a very good look for him. Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Folks, whether you've been in a car or motorcycle accident or you need workman's comp or help with your social security disability, you need the best lawyers and law firm on your side. Fox and Farmer offers a a free consultation to discuss your case and answer any questions you may have. They've got over 100 years of combined experience helping East Tennesseans just like you get the settlements they deserve. Remember, at Fox and Farmer, they don't get paid unless you do. So what do you have to lose? Give the Car Wreck Pro attorneys a call at 865-531-9400, 531-9400, or just go online to foxandfarmer.com. Tell them Fan Run Radio sent you Fox and Farmer the Car Rack Pro attorneys, Russell Baron Marcus, cruising with you here through your Friday afternoon slash evening, breaking things down to levels beyond scientific, getting ready for a big basketball weekend tomorrow as the Big Blue are in town. How about uh, old Mac McClung, Gate City's own? has been uh, voted to he was going to be performing in the NBA slam dunk contest this year despite playing in the G League he is the first G League player to appear in the slam dunk contest 
Interesting. Good for him. Yeah. Be rooting for him. Wonder if if Rick Barnes knew that he was going to be I mean, he's playing in the G League, right? I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's obviously a good player. I don't think that it would matter to Barnes. Just knowing the way Barnes is. Yeah, but we took a couple of guards dur- during that time frame. Like, we've had guards come through the program that, that didn't pan out, right? That he clearly would have been better then. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just, and we've had this conversation before, is local guys have struggled in this program under Coach Barnes, aside from Jordan Bowden, who was recruited by Conzo, correct? Or did Barnes bring him in? Uh, I don't know. He, he might have been a Barnes he, guy. He was I, a transfer in, wasn't he? He started off, like, did he start off at JUCO and came in? No, I I don't think so. I mean, he went to a prep school. Maybe that was He was it. a four-year guy here. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Drew Pember right now. The way he's stroking it from deep. Three-pointer. Three-pointer. I mean, that, that's one. That's another one that really just baffles me. Yeah, I, I could see um, – Seven-footer that was a 40-something percent three-shooter well, in high I, I school. Well, I was going to say I could see McClung having run into the same issues that he did and, and several of those other guys. And pretty much anybody who has transferred out under Rick Barnes, which is, I mean, the common denominator seems to be though they do not get after it on defense the way he demands you get after it on defense. It can't be an all of the time. It can't be a some of the time thing. You can't take possessions off. You can't take seconds off. You can't guard hard for twenty seconds and then oh well, kind of go to sleep like that. What was it, Coach? Not. I mean, Coach Ganey said it about live about Chris the other day that his uh, on ball defense probably his on ball defensive skills are not good enough to play for Coach Barnes anymore. Well, yeah, thirty eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first thing he said was you know, which kind of leads me to believe that. That on-ball defensive effort is a is a pretty big deal with more than anything, it seems like, with Barnes. That's number one. So I meant to bring this up during the docket. It's not necessarily a legal issue. It's just kind of a weird sports issue. Hmm. LSU is stepping up security around its gymnastic meets. I've heard about this. Yeah. There's an incident involving disruptive fans of Tigers star gymnast Olivia Dunn at the team's season-opening gymnastics meet against the University of Utah in Salt Lake City last week. Is this is have you, Are you familiar with this girl? I read the article, and the, the way I heard it, it was like a bunch of high – it's like she's got a bunch of high school boys all worked up. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's college – boys too but it is young men and uh, they're showing up this she's one of these social media influencers yeah she's a tiktok star she has 6.7 million tiktok followers she is the highest earning woman in college athletics woman or college athlete the woman according to okay i was gonna say i bet she's not making more than some of these quarterbacks in them yeah so she's 
she's got quite a, a following. And they uh, during last Friday's meet against the uh, sixth-ranked Red Rocks, a group of young men holding posters and full-sized cutouts of Dunn screamed and chanted, disrupting the routines of other athletes. What, to help her? Yeah, well, well, they just wanted to see her. They just wanted to, like, get pictures and stuff. And she wasn't in LSU's lineup because of an injury. And so they were they were chanting, uh, we want Livy. That's that her, I guess, they, she goes by Livy. Yeah, I've, I've looked her up. I mean, she's she's a pretty young lady. I don't see going to a whole gymnastics uh, game. So what do they call those things? Matches? Games? Whatever. Meet, I believe. It's a meet. It's a meet? Yeah. So I'm getting some feedback from some of the younger guys around the station that are close to her age and can't really say it on air, but apparently she's pretty popular with the younger set. A day after the meet, ESPN analyst Sam Pizek, a member of the 20, 2008 U.S. Olympic gymnastics team, tweeted a video of the group lined out the uh, of the arena and chanting, saying, quote, this is actually so scary and disturbing and cringy, I'm embarrassed for them. Hmm. And I, I kind of uh, agree with her. I haven't seen the videos, and I don't know anything about this girl or anything, but, like, it is kind of pathetic, right? It, it Cringy is a good word for it. Like, what do you think is going to happen? First of all, like, you're just uh, a bunch of uh, thirsty dudes, as the kids say, showing sure. up at a women's gymnastics meet, right? Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole gymnastics meet thing is just, it's, I just feel like, most dudes there, I just suspect that they're probably creepers. Well, I don't. I don't think dudes usually go to those things. I think it's usually family and and maybe a handful of students and friends. And, and those things are really popular. I, I mean, I think. I mean, I, I watch it when it's the Olympics and stuff, but I, I don't. I'm not. I, I guess I, I'm. What would you call it? Well, I, I think that, thirsty. Yes, I, I think that the. Um, those things are really popular. I know Georgia has a really popular women's gymnastics team. And we've had those conversations about, you know, all the money in sports and everything. And what I would like to see happen is you put all the baseball players on scholarship and because of title nine, you're going to have to add sport. Well, get a gymnastics program. Yeah. together. You know, hundred percent. And that way you can have more, you don't have to add more men's sports. You just put the baseball players on scholarship so that the, kids that are playing this game that we're all tuning in to watch and going to see can actually they're not having to go into debt to entertain us yeah so uh yeah i mean that's that's kind of what i would like to see but anyway a uh, spokesman for uh, they're uh, playing at or uh, playing uh, they're having a meetup at kentucky this weekend, spokesman for Kentucky told ESPN the school's policy is not to disclose security plans, but they are ramping up for uh, their hosting LSU this weekend. LSU's home opener is Monday against defending national champion Oklahoma. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have a women's gymnastics team? I'm not we saying would. we're going to follow it and everything. but uh, I mean, you something. say that, but if we were in the national championship, I next thing we know we'd be doing a voluntary <laughs> reaction for it. <laughs> she did not land that, Russ. She had stick landing. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, she's a pretty, pretty. Like I said, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, she's young enough to be my daughter. Apparently, she's a Yankees fan. Ah, uh, you know. 
I don't know. I mean, shocker. Young men act crazy over pretty girls. Well, I mean, what do these dudes think is going to happen? Like, they're going to go over there and, oh, Livy, Livy, look at me, Livy. And she's going to be like, give them, give them their, her number or something? or Yeah. Like, pose for pictures? Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? It, it is kind of pathetic. Yeah, I mean, it is. Which reminds me, some dude shot his shot with uh, the singer Adele. She was kind of down in the crowd at one of her shows. And you see this guy slip her a piece of paper. Uh, when she should, when she went to slap hands or shake hands with him, yeah, dude gave him her number. She looked at, it, started laughing, wadded it up, and threw it at him. Hey Amen. Shoot your shot, I guess. Well, see, you're are you? I mean, you're you're making the argument for these these guys. Well, no, are... at least he, at least you know, he did something. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird as hell. <laughs> I mean, if that's your daughter, get off TikTok. Take all that stuff down. You imagine me how strict I'd be if I had a daughter. Yeah, but she's probably raking in millions. I don't know how, how do you monetize a TikTok account with six point seven million followers? Surely you can, right? Well, you just oh, do an ad yeah. or something. Yeah, they do ads, and she probably, you know, says she uses whatever. I mean, what a girl's. I mean, I guess makeup, maybe clothes. Marcus, what are girls interested in? They're interested in a lot of things, Bear, but that's not how you also just make money. It's not through monetization of ads. They have like a certain amount of views gets you a certain amount of money on TikTok. A certain amount of likes, can, I think, can get you some money on TikTok. Really? So, yeah, like if you get millions of views, on, like if you're monetized on TikTok, and let's say you get like All six right, million Russell. views. I feel like this is our... Does that mean you could finally get rich, Russ, and retire? TikTok. I don't have time. You don't have time to get rich with no, me? I, I've got enough. The Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. You're on, Snap, you're on the I think Snap? I've got those apps on my phone. I just haven't figured out how to use them. I spend too much time on Twitter, man. That's what I need is another social media addiction. You know, Russell, they, uh, I think they offer similar classes like the Apple Store does for older people on how to use an iPhone. You probably can learn from a young, a young gentleman on how to use Snapchat and Instagram. I mean, I, I could probably teach myself. I'm, I'm just saying it's, there's only so many hours in the day, you know. But I, I'll tell you what, Marcus, you show me, hey, Russell, you, you start doing this. It can add X number of dollars. I don't know what my threshold is, but uh, I'll start doing it. That sounds good. Oh, Russell. Oh, Just Marcus. remembered something. You know what we're going to have to do after the uh, Sunday night football, right? No, I do not know what we're going to have to do after the Sunday night football, Marcus. We're going to have to get ready for, uh, for MILF Manor. After Baltimore, Cincinnati. That's a, that's a great time to take our last break of the hour, Russ. Wait, is it Sunday night is the de debut? Mm-hmm. January 15th. What channel? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is TLC. But I'll double check. Okay. Oh. Okay. Shoot me a reminder. Oh, you know I will. We'll have a full report for you Monday 
on The Drive. Stay with us. The shocking conclusion of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Russell Beer and Marcus wrapping things up on a Friday, Friday, Friday afternoon edition of the show as the sun begins to set here in West Knoxville at National Law Rex. We've had another great show this afternoon, another great week in the books, 2023, off to a spectacular start. And we want to thank National Law Rex for having us out. Jets Pizza for feeding us today. couple more minutes left here if you want to jump in 865-546-8200 your number to get on board with us here this afternoon is reading here about the uh, Jalen Jaden Rashada situation down there at Florida not good Ross, Bob. Dellinger, Ross Dellinger Sports Illustrated saying the NIL, NIL deal that he was supposed to be getting down there was worth 13 million dollars it's like five more than what they alleged Nico was getting. Yeah. So why did he not think that was enough, or did they not follow through on it? Or well, yeah, apparently they 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 did not make the first payment. Yeah, they weren't they weren't following through on. Damn it! Even make the first payment. What he was supposed to do. I mean, I... wow. Um, there's a big timeline of it on the athletic. I'm, I'm just skimming through right now. So yeah, he's pulled out. They're saying that the NCAA might be involved here and kind of sniffing around and, and seeing what was going on. Hmm. Well, I say this man for, for Tennessee, if the Nico deal, if you know, it is 8 million as is rumored and everything, and, you know, they've done a good job of, of keeping that hush-hush and keeping it quiet. It seems like this thing could blow up on Florida. That Sunbelt Billy era might be just a complete disaster, you know? I wonder how long they'll give him down there. Hopefully that – I feel like they need to give him at least a good three to four years, Russ. I don't want people him to go say, anywhere. Do you? Uh, people say, no, I, I kind of like him down there. He's got good work. <laughs> A lot of important work that needs to be finished. Exactly. You can't let a guy like that come in, hire a million ancillary staffers, and just boot him after a year, can you? Oh. Takes time to bake that particular cake. I mean, hell yeah, you can. I mean, people, it happens all the time. I don't know when the last time it happened in college. Well, people were saying that. You know, they pick up Butch Jones vibes, and we, we probably use that analogy way too much. But people were hitting Napier with that particular criticism, and i got to say, Bear, that this has is starting to feel more like Jeremy Pruitt-type situation to me. Yeah. I mean, if you got the NCAA sniffing around now and a coach that appears to be out of his depth, Saban ties. Yeah. Yeah, more than I mean, Butch was here for what? I've kind of blocked it out. Five years, four and a half. According to 
Bruce Feldman and The Athletic, a program source with knowledge of the entanglement, says Rashada won't be enrolling at Florida. Quote, there's a lot of panic. It's like stepping on an ant pile. There's also the potential for litigation hinging upon whether the November contract is binding. The collectives, according to another program source with knowledge of the situation, are offering a lesser deal to Rashada, still above seven figures, to stay at Florida with the caveat that he release everyone from all previous claims. You have to say that again. I, I, that It didn't register with me. I mean, they're making it sound like he's got uh, – yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading here. Uh, refuting an on-three report claiming Rashada asked to be released from his national letter of intent at Florida, Harlan says his son has not filed such a request for release. In addition, he told 247 Sports that the family is, quote, working through some things right now with Florida and hoping that they get resolved soon. I mean, it... That screams we didn't make the first payment. They're trying to... Yeah, well, like isn't the, the one isn't rule switch. it isn't the one rules that you can't use this stuff as a recruiting inducement? Pay for play, yeah. And, and, everybody, and everybody, look, everybody is, and nobody cares, right? No, I'm not trying to right clutch my pearls over the over this situation, but I mean, they're basically talking publicly about breaking the one the rule, one rule the NCAA claims to have. Yeah, and everybody else, you can't the NCAA prove. is going to go after somebody for this stuff or they're not and it's just going to be pay for play please be which fair. is what it is yeah but everybody else is smart enough not to get trapped into some kind of deal like this leave for those jort wearing idiots down there in gainesville to screw this up 13 million for a four star that just screams desperation to me because remember, they were getting hammered publicly about whether or not uh, just about their NIL recruiting, Cristobal, and was just, you know, they were losing a lot of recruits to Miami. And and I wonder if they just way overpromised this Rashada kid and now they just they don't have the money. Money's got to come from somewhere, and it can't come from the university. Wow. Complete Florida, disaster. Florida in disarray. You've already, <laughs> they're talking about bringing Meyer back, too, down there. Oh, Florida fans. Oh, God. Ohio State fans and Florida fans want to bring back Urban Meyer. I mean, uh, Ohio State, I, I really don't get, because I'm telling you, I really believe in my heart, if they hadn't taken Martin, Marvin Harrison Jr. out, with that, I don't know if I'm not going to call it a cheap shot. It was a good, you know. I don't think it was targeting. He just rocked him. He doesn't get knocked out of that game. Ohio State's probably your national champ right now. Getting a communication from Chris in Fresno. He says, "My source is saying Bear was offered nine point five million dollars from ESPN Muscle Shoals." What is this, Bear? Are you working both sides of the fence against me right now, brother? What you, if, what's if, going if, on here? If I got offered nine million dollars to go live in Muscle Shoals, I go get a, I go volunteer at uh, one of the studios down there, and you, I might text you. 
you know, Christmas time, New Year. But, yeah, anybody wants to sign me up for $9 million a year, my DMs are open on Twitter. Have at it. Well, the Rashada saga will continue through the weekend, and I'm sure that will be fun for Tennessee fans to follow. It'll be fun to watch Tennessee play basketball against Kentucky. Honor Chris Lofton tomorrow. We will be covering it for you. Voluntary reaction as soon as the game is over. Myself, Bear, Davey Hudson join with you. Uh, probably going to be around 2 p.m. tomorrow when we get that thing underway. So looking forward to that. Thanks to National Rx for having us out Thanks to Jets Pizza for feeding us. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Marcus. Overtime coming up next on many of these Fan Run affiliates. Have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday, 3 to 6, here on Fan Run Radio. 